well as below, some of our language is coming at you with irresistible force. If you don't think you can pass your strength test, then best back off now. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. Welcome to another episode of The Dwellers Below. I'm the father of lies. It's been a while since we've last cast. Well, it hasn't been a while since we last cast. It's been a while since we last released an episode because we actually recorded. And for all that we have terribly low standards of recording, we sunk to a new low in our last episode and we didn't even release it. It was that bad. So we're going to try and do a bit better. We've brought in some outside talent to maybe kind of lift the the level a bit, um, see if that works or not. But, um, yeah, I don't even know what episode this is because Rage of Sigma stole an episode and then we did an episode that we recorded and haven't released. So I think we're up to 63, but maybe it's 62, maybe it's 61. Who knows? But we're here. We're going to talk CanCon, which is in a couple of weeks, which we're all super excited for. We're going to talk Lord of War. We might even talk about Border War, which is a similarly named event somewhere else. Um, but, yeah, I've got a few people with us. We're all down here for SmorganCon, which... Uh, Smorgan is running, so I'm going to throw it to him. What are we doing down here? How awesome. What a fantastic turnout. Do you know like a common trope in sitcoms when you're really struggling is to bring in cameo talent? Like you go, fuck, can we just get Brad Pitt in for one episode? <laughs> David Schwimmer, where's he at? We've, we've done brilliantly and we've got a few heads around the table I'm, I'm pleased to see. So SmorganCon is the first of a, a four-tournament series that will be running over the next 12 months, partnership with our good friends at Good Games Melbourne. Just shout out to Good Games Melbourne. And the first of these events is going to run the CanCon pack and that's something we're going to look to emulate over the course of the year. So each time we run one of the SmorganCon Super Series, we'll be using uh, the pack of a, a tournament that's a, an upcoming big sort of event. So we're thinking things like... Uh, probably the the Big Dwellers Lord of War tournament. We're thinking things like SAGT potentially. Um, and then we'll look in the second half of the year and, and see what other events are coming up and that we can sort of piggyback the momentum from. So super excited to, to be running my, my first AOS event on the weekend and, and even keener to, to sort of see some Daughters of Cain up there on the podium. Pretty good turnout for the event. 28 players plus mm-hmm. a few players that are registered and didn't attend because you didn't ever register them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so hashtag amateur toing. So friend of the show, Aaron Graham. Um, I've maybe pestered him to get into AOS. I've been on the the messages for a while, and unfortunately, Aaron paid, and Aaron's ready, and he's got a painted army. But I forgot to add him to the list, so he's going to have to miss this one. Um, but I'm, I'm sure we'll. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll get him. I'm sure we'll get him at a future event if he doesn't hate us. I'm going to keep you so far away from the Lord of War registrations. <laughs> All right, we've got a good turnout, so let's talk about who's here. We've got uh, some of the usual crew. Gentilly is uh, is not with us today. I think he's busily painting stuff for CanCon. Mm-hmm. But we've got... Yo, 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 Dan Heelan from Heelanhammer. <laughs> and Joey Pagano from Rage of Sigmar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chris the Egg from The Dwellers Below. Who's that guy? Uh, he's uh, a, a former CanCon winner. In fact... Has there ever been a larger number of CanCon winners in one room than we have here tonight? We have many CanCon winners, mm. don't we? I've also got a regular guest with his own segment, 
got uh, Lockie Mulch Cakey here, and I'm I'm very conscious today. I'm not I'm not going to ruin this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to make sure this don't one gets pro- released. Don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> the blame was pretty squarely on you for the last one. I'm sure Sam takes like at least like 17% of of like the blame, but I'll I'll take the rest. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk special guests. We're going to talk. Well, we've been talking CanCon winners, so we've got. I won CanCon. Cousins, you won CanCon. I, I've won CanCon. Oh, whose sultry voice is this? Well, uh, it's uh, Adam Burt. I feel like I've heard you from another podcast. Yes, yes, I'm here making a special guest appearance from the Shadowhammer of War. No, no, it's not. <laughs> is it's this not is this Jack, Jesse Perkins, mate? Jesse Perkins, mate. It that's is. it. Uh, I'm b- not only am I mates with Jesse Perkins, I'm also mates with the mayor of Dubbo um, and many other people who don't have real nicknames that I've given nicknames <laughs> over the course of the last 12 months. Uh, and I'm also here as a um, podcast um, uh, after the last episode to perhaps <laughs> give some <laughs> guidance, bring my teacher voice to the dwellers to, to keep them on, on track, perhaps, uh, who knows, in, in a sort of a consultant's role. Um, I don't think I'll be drawing a consultant's fee, I feel, but uh, no, I'll certainly be here and, and looking forward to um, not just the CanCon prep, but for, for the excitement that is uh, Australia's largest gaming convention. So for regular Dwellers listeners who might not be Heralds of War listeners, you should all be Heralds of War listeners because they're excellent. Adam, tell us a little bit about your kind of background, how you got into AOS and, and where you're from and all that jazz. Uh, I got into AOS because I played 8th edition fantasy and I'd just moved to a regional town and had no friends. So I kept playing AOS and eventually, whereas they started to bring in a little more structure to the game, I started playing it more competitively um, and went to the, the first Age of Sigma uh, at CanCon as one of my sort of first major events. Um, and then um, the, the year after that, Went to a few other events, won a couple, and then, yeah, won CanCon last year. And, and after that, I did a few um, sort of, you know, interviews with some of the content creators around Australia and then became a regular feature on the uh, the Heralds in, in about June this year, um, which is where you can hear my dulcet tones. Very nice, very nice. Also coming from a regional Australian town is our next guest. Uh, yep, hey everyone. So um, I'm Randy. I've uh, come all the way from Tasmania. Uh, Potentially to be the butt of some jokes, which I've already been from some games we played earlier. But uh, more importantly, and I think the real reason they brought me here is to tap into that extremely lucrative Tasmanian market. So there's a lot of people down there. Yes, yes, there are. Uh, unfortunately, there's not that many of us that uh, play AOS. Um, the end times burned quite a few people quite badly, but I mean, Second Edition's been doing wonders for the system across the like the country, across the world. Um, and I think Tazzy's starting to finally catch on a little bit. So they're about to release 7th edition down there, I think? <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, look, uh, we're, we're, we're just like, uh, you know, the US sets a trend and then a couple of years later everyone else follows. Uh, Tazzy's pretty much the same thing. So, uh, you know, these movement trays, uh, cannons, it's great. It's fantastic. 7th edition is going to change the world. When are you going to get an actual army book? Uh, I think. It Can I abstain from answering that question? <laughs> Alrighty, and our last special guest, Ollie. I don't know you quite as well. Are you also from a small regional town? No, I'm. No. I'm from. I'm sim- from Sydney, capital of Australia. It's a medium-sized regional. Just a medium-sized town. town. It's a humble size. I'm Ollie. Bad at everything. Price Reef. Most of you have no idea who I am, but 
I'm here in the Dwellers cast, looking forward to SmogginCon tomorrow. The brilliance of being on a podcast, you see, Ollie, is now mm. your opinion actually matters more than everyone else's. Mm, probably not, unfortunately. No, it's, it's actually science. <laughs> like, as soon as you are on a podcast... It matters? Yeah. People listen to? Yeah. Oh, no, they don't listen. It just means your opinion means more. Yeah, yeah, I can attest to that. It, it no. matters. Like, people didn't give a shit who I was, <laughs> and then I joined the Heralds, and all of a sudden, like, I go to tournaments now, and people are like, hey, I know who you are. It matters. So, you'll go to CanCon now, and you'll be like a celebrity. It's, it's seriously, that's how podcasting works. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not one of the many people in this room that has one CanCon. Maybe maybe it's likely to happen the next yeah, two weeks. Yeah, in about two weeks that might change. Yeah, it could possible based on my game today, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So can I just say, let's let's go back and talk about Adam some more because it's one of my favourite topics. I feel like Adam's going to do enough of that. It's one of my favourite topics too. Doors open for this bloke. We were walking towards the hotel tonight and it was like two little chauffeurs in their, their top hats and their waistcoats just opened the door for him. Pretty sure the door to the hotel is an automatic door. The, the, the chauffeurs left once I entered. Once I enter a building, they're no longer employed. But then once I leave, they're notified that I'm on my way back down and they'll come back and open the door as I leave. Very nice, very nice. So we're down here for SmorganCon, which is a, a CanCon prep event. So are we all? I'm, I'm playing my CanCon list. Um, I think most of you guys are all playing your CanCon lists. Yes, we are. Uh, yeah. Not so much. Is that because your CanCon list doesn't have a Mortis engine? Yes, perhaps. There, there, there might be some logistical issues there with writing legal lists for <laughs> tournaments and like rate base sizes and that kind of stuff. But well, you've got approximately 26 hours to fix that before list submission. <laughs> so good luck. You'll spend at least sort of 24 of those in Victoria. Yeah, and then I need to go to Tasmania. But I guess we'll see how that Who goes. Who would go there? I know, right? It's a horrible place. All right, so CanCon is now two weeks away, which is causing me to panic somewhat because not only do I have to e edit this uh, colossally difficult-to-edit podcast... Well, that, that really depends on how nicely we treat you. That's true, and I'm praying that you'll all behave for once, which is why Gentilly's not here, let's be honest. <laughs> and I have to paint a whole bunch of shit, and I've got to get some scenery and uh, all that kind of crap. So, yeah, I'm fucked. I'm truly, utterly fucked. What but are we actually doing for scenery? Like... I think all of us are in trouble on that end, aren't we? I think I'm going to go to Hampton and steal some of their Can stuff. Can you please just, yeah, just let's get, get a, a box? Bu a bucket of terrain from Hampton and uh, sort it out. I know I'm already taking up scenery for three friends. And, um, I mean, I've, I've finished my army. Uh, so that's it's, I'm, I'm lucky to be in that position. Is, is one of those friends Jesse? No. Because, oh, Jesse, if you're listening and you need terrain, let me know. I'll, I'll hook you up. Fortunately for me, I um, may have won my terrain, my commissioned terrain. At my first tournament I went to for Age of Sigma, a little lucky door prize. And then the same thing happened, may have happened at the second tournament I went to. So so you have terrain for lots of people. I have commissioned three pieces of commissioned terrain that I won that yeah. I never need to worry about again. The only thing I'm working on is the terrain. I've got one piece left, but that's because I planned ahead. It sounds like no one else decided to plan ahead, but I planned for SmorganCon. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, so... So, fu so funny story, so talking about commission and winning terrain, last Dwellers event that I was at was Face Off and mm -hmm. we raffled off a table of terrain, which I promptly bought from the winner because he didn't need it and I, and I wanted a table of terrain. And it was really cool terrain. Amazing AOS terrain as well. Like Perfect it genuinely fitted that high fantasy AOS aesthetic. <laughs> so Smorgan and I went to our new local gaming store a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. and we're setting up. And we're playing our game, and in the background, I can see some other guys setting up, and he's got 
some terrain. But bespoke floating rocks that are painted with this amazing sort of translucent glitter paint. Like, this is very unique stuff. Very eerily similar to the exact same terrain that I happen to own and that I lent to a game store a few years ago and never got back. Now they're at a different game store. So I'm not sure how that happened, but uh, we'll get to the bottom of that because I need my terrain. I think you'll find that most game stores all have secret under wa- underground warrens where they all commune with each other. It's probably a conspiracy. That I think that's what's happening there. That explains it. Yeah, I, I'm in a similar boat to Randy where I have got my army ready for Smorgoncon. Uh, unfortunately, Danny is coming, so I'm not in it with a shot at best painting. But uh, yeah, like the army is at least finished and I can start to move on to terrain. So hopefully, uh, yeah, between that and a shoddy display board, I don't have too much work to do between now and... Uh, the big dance in a couple of weeks. Shout out to Danny Carroll. Probably, in, in my humble opinion, top three painters in the AOS scene. We'll go him, Travis Cooper from Heralds, and I was going to say Travis was um, Sam Morgan, and w- I think like. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you won't tell us what order though. The, the top three is in. No, right? that's right. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's pretty subjective. Shout out to Danny. Currently selling one of the most beautiful Stormcast armies I have ever seen. Um, if you're not already following on Twitter, track him down, have a look at that army. And if you've got a better coin in your pocket, um, you could do a lot worse than buying that. How much did we sell that spot ad for? Not enough. Yeah, because I'm not seeing any no, of it not yet. Not enough to pay Adam's uh, consultancy fees, that's <laughs> for sure. All right, so talk to us about CanCon. We're going to go around, and I just want your highlight, the one big thing that you are looking forward to at CanCon. Lockie, start us off. I'm looking forward to the Saturday night. We're going to go down to the Barcade. We're going to play some fucking Smash Bros, and I'm going to beat all of you guys. Absolutely. No. Mark my words. (laughs) And that's exactly what I'm looking forward to. I must rebut to to Lockie, because recently I've both bought a Switch and Smash. And I've pretty much been non-stop playing since it came out, the new one, of course. So. Yeah, but we're playing 64. And it's the same thing, man. Same thing, different system. I'll just apply my new theory to him. So <laughs> hopefully that'll be fun. And as well as that, six games. It's a real tournament. I believe that's, that's the correct format for a tournament game. So we're going to play six, you are correct. six games of Smash as well? Or a little bit more than that. Probably best of three, maybe like something like that. So I've got a Switch as well, and I've been dying to buy Smash, but I haven't because I'm just like, I have stuff to paint and a podcast to edit. But I, I don't fi- have time to play I finished all Smash. my painting up until this morning, and then you know some stuff happened. But um, I'd never played a fighting game before, and Smash is, is really good. So I, I'm 36 years old. What is a Smash Bros? <laughs> it's a fighting game with a lot of Nintendo characters. It's, it's really good fun, and hopefully Lockie and I may be able... You're a, you're a teacher. Down. Just ask some of your pupils what yeah. a smash is. Like, what's that if device? If it's not you Fortnite, have? nah. <laughs> just just <laughs> don't offer to smash with your pupils. Pupils these days don't know what like PCs are. Like, if it's not on their iPhone or anything, it doesn't exist to them. I've like been the painting pupils on my models. That's that's a, that's mistake. a shit segue, that Sam. Is, <laughs> How long have you been waiting on that one? It's a bad segue, and it's also a mistake. Do not paint the pupils. Do not paint the eyes. You you never get it right. Unless, unless you're a pro, which you are not. <laughs> I don't think any of us are that I don't good. know. I, I've heard he's one of the top three painters in Australia. That's true. I think the other thing as well is that some of us don't have to paint pupils because we picked the right army. So, You picked, what, you picked an army? Yes, you that's picked, right, Chris. You picked the right what model. army is it? What system is it for? <laughs> well, 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 they're skeletons. And they're Seventh edition fantasy. <laughs> I'll have you know they got an eighth edition book. Thank you very much. I can't believe you haven't even changed the bases over. Whoa, well, there's, there's no basing chart, so don't worry about it. I'm coming in hot. 
there's something, and I'm going to run the same rant as I ran on the last cast, and this shouldn't get edited out. There's a scourge on the scene, and it's fucking flat rims. These people that play on paper rims, Lockie Mulch Cakey, a, f- a noble fox, and Max K, a fucking owl. This, this motherfucking egg is using the svelte bases now as That's well. That's not a svelte base. That is a Sarissa original. It's like three mil of finest plywood. It is not as wait, thick. How thi- wait, your, your um, base is thin as well. No, uh, mine's definitely the thinnest. So m- most of my army was on movement trays, <laughs> sure. and then my single model was not on a movement tray. Mm. So its base looked a lot thinner than the other ones, but somehow that blew Hohen's mind. My yeah, bases right. are thick. Voluptuous bases. H- hang on. So when you're saying flat bases, are we we're talking about quite literally the like thickness of the M- MDF? Like a two mil plastic or MDF base that is not bezeled at all. It's just a straight line. It's disgusting. What's the it's attraction? Absolutely but disgusting. But I, I counter Adam. Like, what is the unattraction to it? Do, do, do it you really care? It looks. Like it looks like beautiful. Great counter. What is the unattraction to it? The unattraction mm. is that they're unattractive. Yes. Aesthetics. Guys, I'm st- I'm trendsetting. Like, it's a concept army. Let's be real. <laughs> the concept is thin bases. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a throwback to AOS 1 where bases were optional. <laughs> you know what I did as well was I bought some of the 2 mil um, from Sarissa and then I had to get some sheets of, like, pavement or whatever. Like, uh, I don't know, like, there'd be... Um, Bit like very fucking thin, right? And then I just, like... <laughs> so I've, like, cut, cut circles out of them and then just, like... Glued them onto my my Sarissa bases and that looks good. They're, so they're, they're different pavement to the rest say, of my your, bases. Your, your, <laughs> your cobbles don't even match. No, they're completely wrong. Um, but you know, like maybe I'll go back to it and like put some flock and stuff and like just go over the fa- pavement and at some point. But so they'll end up being two point five mil thick after the parchment and the flock. Is is that what's happening? Is that how you're adding more thickness? Well, yeah, look, it, it's th- the and the reason why I did this all, the reason why I did this all is because it was meant to be the cheapest option, and um, but the, I stuffed up a couple of orders as well, and I got the, the, <laughs> wrong, the, the wrong base sizes for my models, and I had to, like, you know, get the get the extra things to put on the, the, the flat bases um, to make it look paved and stuff, so it, it hasn't actually worked out to be as cheap as I thought, which was a bit of a mistake. Lockie's original Doomfire Warlock bases were the shape of a teardrop. <laughs> Point. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. Um, uh, I stuffed up two orders. <laughs> and the third order it took me to, to get. Time's a charm. Right so, so in a shocking twist for this podcast, our round the table pick your highlight of CanCon has gone wildly off, tropi- off topic after the first person that we went to. No, no, Ollie went. Yeah, yeah. Th- what was Ollie's one? Smash Bros. <laughs> 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 I'm yeah, pretty sure that was your one. Looking forward to playing yeah, video we're, games. We're both just really looking forward to Smash Bros. Yeah, like who cares about the Age of Sigma tournament? We could have the Smash tournament at night. Yes. <laughs> Smash is an objectively better game than but, AOS. But like this is how everyone ends up getting to be a CanCon winner, is we just run so many tournaments that someone will win one. So so is this the point where I hop in and try and get us back on track and talk about CanCon and what it means to me? Is that where is that where that, I'm going? That is exactly what our external experts <laughs> are here for, yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. So um for me, I think rather than one specific thing, this is actually my first CanCon. So I think the whole experience is what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the Saturday night. I'm looking forward to a giant shed full of two hundred and nineteen other war gamers where it gets really, really warm. Oh, you I'm think it's only two hundred and nineteen? Oh, there's a lot more than just Age of Sigmar in the one room. Well, I'm, I'm in for an education then, it sounds. So if it's your first CanCon, does that mean that you need to go to Mooseheads? 
Well, I think well, it's a rite of passage. Is Mooseheads part of the experience? Yeah, Cause, cause yeah absolutely. I, I want to immerse myself in CanCon. I want to get so far into it that I don't know what's going on afterwards. Mooseheads cultural experience. Mooseheads is so scummy. You can immerse yourself in Mooseheads. You, you are going to need a biohazard team to get you if you're going to immerse <laughs> yourself in CanCon. You you can literally do both a wet T-shirt contest and a buck bull buck riding contest at Mooseheads, and if you're particularly special, you can do both simultaneously. Well, I think uh, I think uh, I c- can speak for myself when I say that I'm probably that special. And I'm uh, if we do d- if we do do it, I might have to wear my hat while while I'm doing it at the same time. <laughs> Throw a little bit of Egyptian flair into there because it's a hashtag totally a real army. You love it. Come on, it's three dollar gin and tonics. Like it's like just okay. There's like a beach party. It's gonna be great. I've I've literally never had a good time at Mooseheads. Are the floors it's sticky? Uh, mm-hmm. oh. Is it mm-hmm. that the floors are sticky or that your shoes are sticky? Because they will be for weeks afterwards. I think for Sydney viewers, it's probably comparable to like bar century, where the the, the bar the, the drinks are three dollars and the floor you f- your shoes get stuck to it and then gets shut down. And for Melbourne listeners, it's just like the worst night you've ever had. Don't bring your phone. <laughs> yeah, great call. <laughs> don't leave your drinks anywhere. Great call. Yeah, so I spent you know like. 30 bucks on gins and then like 200 or 300 bucks on a new phone because I decided to break it when I got really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Were you trying to like bounce it off the wall? No, it was it was like having some technical issues and I decided it's a better idea to just throw it onto the, the, the floor. Hot tip for Multiple beginners. Times. Stay as close as you can to Akta Khan. He's like the sun, so you'll gravitate towards him anyway. He ha- he will have your back at Mooseheads. He will. Goddamn he sexual tyrannosaurus. Because I was listening to an X-wing podcast from mm-hmm. from the states. Yeah, yes, he's yesterday. Global baby. Yeah, and then and they're like, oh, this guy in um in Australia. Oh, he can actor, afford to buy fu- all the models. He's fucking changing the meta, man. I'm like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I, I can't believe that. he's good at X-wing. Like the, that game does not. He just buys I all the broken shit, that, yeah. and he's good at. Fucked up combos. <laughs> he definitely changed the meta at like 8th edition as well because until him, no one was willing to sit in a corner for as long as Akhtar was. <laughs> I don't know, Chris Wilcox. So, in the spirit of Randy, can I just put out a counter-argument? What's ungood about Mooseheads? Everything. <laughs> Everything the light touches and not much is touched by the light they, in Mooseheads. They heads. don't let you in without, with shorts on. Like, they have standards. So if seven of us rock up in fox shorts, they won't let us mm-hmm. in, even Excellent. though they're they're a higher class establishment. Excellent. So let's no com- shorts, let's commit to wearing a fox shorts all night. You can only get on the rodeo machine in jeans. It's a travesty. <laughs> Sam, you better bring those fox shorts tomorrow. All right, Sam, your uh, your CanCon highlight or not highlight, but your uh, the thing you're looking forward to most. I'm incredibly excited about CanCon. Um, you sound it. <laughs> I think it's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to meeting some of the disparate elements of the, the scene. You know, there's sort of a little mob in Sydney and there's a little mob in Wollongong and there's blokes in um, Albury and there's blokes in South Australia and there's, there's blokes in Moree, Australia. And I'm just really looking forward to, to sort of um, catching up with them and, and crushing them mercilessly on the table with my, my narrative army. Like you did to Ollie. Yeah, is that what happened today, Sam? I don't think so. Um, real talk, I, I, I try and be as passive-aggressive as I can online, and I, I look forward to, to looking those people that I've been trolling in the eye and saying, G'day, mate, how you going? So it should be good. There's been a bit of beef, apparently. Uh, I, I don't know about it, but... There's no beef. 
no one's got any beef with anyone. I reckon we're all going to rock up at this barbecue on a Friday night and just hug each other and it's going to be amazing. I hope they have soy sausages. <laughs> okay, there will be some beef. All right, there will be some beef. <laughs> There's better be beef at the barbecue. No beef for Lockie. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to everyone... Back to back. <laughs> Everyone collectively shitting themselves if I'm 5-0 and o going into the last round about what the hell am I going to do next year or for the next 12 months if I go back to back. I reckon um, start your own podcast, I reckon. Oh, it's, I think that would be on the cards. Like, it would be a legitimate thing. It's just wall-to-wall CanCon coverage. Middle of June, CanCon six months away. It's a distant memory. It's in the rearview mirror. Nah, CanCon. So you're saying the Heralds of Warmark too? Correct. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what it'll be. It'll just be me reminiscing about CanCon, which is exactly what the last 12, 13, 14 episodes of Heralds of War has also been. So, yeah, living. I, I am. I'm actually the embodiment of Glory Days by um, <laughs> by Bruce Springsteen. That is me. Um, uh, it's just at the moment it's only a year ago, so it's not quite as sad and pathetic. But in in eleven years' time, when I'm podcasting about that time I won CanCon twelve years ago, yeah, that might be a little bit sad by then. Yeah, that, that's basically my shtick at the moment. I won CanCon back at the, like the first tournament of eighth edition when there was like twenty five people there, and that's that's still sustaining me through the the grim dark of the future. Uh, but I, I'm excited about a few things for CanCon. Uh, I'm excited to never have to paint gold armor again. This fucking Stormcast army has destroyed my will to ever use metallics again. They're just so many hours sunk into that armor, and I will never get it back. But, but Crystal, what, when you say you, you sunk so many hours into it, what part of the gold was the worst? Like, why do you hate it? Why did you hate it? Uh, it was very unattractive to me. Um, <laughs> well played. Ve- very unappealing. Was it ungood? <laughs> Double plus ungood. I was say unappealing is actually a word. Um, yeah, so, so I, I finished the army itself for Smorgoncon, and that means I don't have to paint anymore unless someone convinces me to uh, to play Stormcast with a different list. So I can move on to new projects. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing Adam go back to back. That's going to be an absolute highlight. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, crushing Ash McEwen in the first round with uh, about 400 evocators and plus 25 to charge. I, I, I think that's how it works. Uh, yeah, we've got the grudge lined up, and uh, unfortunately, Ash said at the start that his, his smack talk is a bit rusty, so I'm going to have to try to uh, do enough smack talk for the both of us. You need to show him what a power stance is as well. Uh, th- there's, there's definitely some controversy about it, but we've both agreed that uh, eye contact is a really good, uh, really good move in the power stance. I, I'm the clearly very well versed in this based on today. <laughs> <laughs> I can really give Fuck. some advice about this. <laughs> I mean, the first person to look down at the dice loses, right? Well, if you look down, it's not going to be a six. That's how it works. <laughs> Ollie, I'll tell you what, th- with the amount that I reflect on my past victory at CanCon is the amount that you've reflected just so far in this episode on your win against Smorgan it's, this it's afternoon. All I need. It's all I need. I am looking forward. There's two things I'm looking forward to. One, similarly to Smorgan, is just catching up with all the the kind of the members of the community, not just the Australian community. We've got a bunch of Kiwis coming over. Dan from AOS Shorts is coming over. I owe him a beer. We've already established this. And Rob and Nath Prescott are coming over from the UK, the Honest Wargamer. So they're gonna gonna be doing coverage along with um, AOS Shorts. How how good is it that we're getting this many people traveling to Australia? It's for, like from overseas. It's the biggest fucking Age of Sigma tournament 
in the world. Aside from the fact that I'm never going to win Farthest Travelled for an event, like, it's amazing. Is it the biggest event, though? I think it will be. Uh, uh, Blood and Glory is not a small event, is it? I think... Actually. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say, you, you mentioned AOS Shorts, and it was like you were setting up a segue. Have we got some shorts... That, for was, that was literally my number two. I even said I've got two things. The second one is we have fox shorts, motherfuckers. The fox fuckers are going to be representing in our bright blue and fox emoji shorts. It's going to feel there's going to be a bit of unity. Cousins is going to represent us in the grudge against Ash. S- seriously, if we can all get the power stance going along a, t- a table line at once, just one leg up... Four or five of us. I'm going to ask multiple people to take photos of like our rears during the event. Can you just make sure you've got the angle, the photographer has the angle right because from the wrong angle, I'd, with how short these shorts are, you could get some... Um, oh, Massive hairy t- testicle. <laughs> 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 thank you. Thank you for putting it in words that I was perhaps uh, hesitant to. Uh, why are you saying that's the wrong angle? I guess the other question is, are the fox heads strategically placed as well? <laughs> two, two of them are right in front of the package. It's, it's not ideal. Was that the design you put in, though? <laughs> These are Nick's, Nick's design. Nick did an awesome job. I didn't job. even design them. I just found them on the internet. They were exactly what we were looking for. So we've got five fox fuckers heading to Cancon, and I purchased six Pairs of shorts. Ooh, who are we going to give them to? Oh boy, that's Ooh. that's something for us to have. No, not Ooh, you, Ollie. All over <laughs> not not oh, after what happened what, earlier this what afternoon. <laughs> what what size are they? Pro- prob- pro- <laughs> probably <laughs> not, Adam. <laughs> How many X's? Ah, damn it. Yeah, for for those of you listening at home, that was just Sam basically pointing at his shorts. So for, def- for context, that definitely comes across on the yeah the audio feed. <laughs> th- th- there's a lot of thigh showing. Yeah, like I, unlike Ollie, I won't put my hand up because no one needs to see me in shorts. So what, what is your plan for the m- mysterious six pair of shorts? You might not know this, but I'm kind of a big deal. And <laughs> you and Adam. I'm, uh, I'm actually playing for Australia on the Friday. So this is like a world exclusive. I don't think this has been revealed yet. Are you playing for New Zealand? I got picked for both teams, but I, I, chose, to <laughs> <laughs> I chose to play for New Zealand. I chose to play for Australia. So prior to that, I am playing against um, Dan himself. Uh, we've got a game lined up for the morning. Uh, may, if Dan's a good bloke and he lets me win, I might give them to Dan. But I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking about it. There's a few people over the course of the weekend um, that could be worthy recipients. Given, given the way you whore yourself out to every podcast that you can find, I'm ex- half expecting you to use the shorts as a way to buy yourself onto the Honest Wargamer coverage. Shout out to AOS Coach <laughs> and his most recent faction focus. Daughters of Cain. Uh, myself and some scrub from Queensland talked daughters that came for a couple of hours with uh, Magro. It was pretty good. Alrighty, so we've gone over our CanCon, uh, the things we're looking forward to. We're going to cut a little break uh, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Lord of War. Lord of War.
we're back. You're listening to the Adam Burt Hour on the Dwellers Below. Uh, it's all things Adam Burt for the next 60 minutes, where we'll be covering everything from that time I won CanCon <laughs> to uh, the upcoming tournament, Border Wars. We are indeed here to talk about Lord of War. But Adam... What did I say? I think you said something similar. It sounded very, very close. Did you maybe copy the name off, off our event? Uh, if, if we're talking about the chicken and the egg, I definitely, just like, just like in my personal life, I definitely came first. <laughs> <laughs> but the kind we, of comedy but you can only get on the dwellers <laughs> and not on the heralds of war. <laughs> Edit that out, Clint. <laughs> You can't censor me now, Clint. <laughs> can, can I just say, like, not only did they steal our name, they also stole our fantastic idea of including lunch on both days. Yeah, I'm a little miffed about that. But they're very similar, very similar name, very similar kind of concept. So, Adam, give us, give us a quick rundown on uh, Lord of War. I mean, Border War. Well, Border War. Two-day event, 27th and 28th of April. Lunch provided both days. Community hall, which has a full commercial kitchen with bar, where we will be as, as, a, as TOs, because uh, tra- I'm running this with, with Trav Cooper, um, where we will be, we'll have a bar that we'll supply for and, and sell drinks for as well. Um, and, and all the money, I think, that, that we make sort of over the bar on the Saturday, we'll look at putting into sort of spot prizes for the end of the tournament on the Sunday. Um, so it's it, it's set to be the sort of event that me as a uh, – or myself as a, as a gamer in his um, – you know, in his 30s would enjoy going to um, – you, you always hear when people run events. So I wanted to run the sort of event that I want to go to, and, and that's exactly what I'm planning on doing. That's why I fucked up the logistics in four of the five rounds, had six redraws, and forgot to sign up my mate Aaron Graham. <laughs> for, for Border War, how many, how many games is it over across two days? 12 games? Mm, five, games. Fi- five games. Five, five games. Five games. So, so it's not just a tournament. Border War, right? Gaming weekend. No, it's, it's, it's just Border, it's border War. Wars. There is no GT. No GT. It's, no, it's not Border Wars GT. Mm. It's not Border Wars, a tournament of the ages. It's just a gaming weekend, isn't it? Yeah, it's, gaming. it's just an event. That's all it is. Because dudes found us. Do you have access to the venue on the Friday afternoon slash evening? Because I think there might be a bit of a convoy coming up from Melbourne. We have access to the venue from Friday afternoon from 4 o'clock through till Sunday night, midnight. Oh, boy. With that being said, if there's still people in the venue Sunday night, midnight, I will be incredibly shirty. (laughs) Is it it in some way your fault for laying on beer or for selling beer to these people the night before? So it sounds like a challenge that we may well be up for. Beer on the Saturday, fine. I I don't mind if we're at the venue till close on on the Saturday night. I'm merely talking about the Sunday night. I think everyone will be going home on the Sunday. I'm assuming there's no bar tab, right? (laughs) Drinks are at genuine nineteen ninety eight prices. Okay, because I feel like dwellers learned from that lesson a few years ago. We did learn from that lesson. So at our event, which is Lord of War, and Adam has given a really good kind of summary of our event uh, as well, because ours is pretty similar. We um, we're having Lord of War. It's the twenty second and twenty third of June. 
tickets will be going on sale in the next couple of days. So today mm-hmm. is Saturday the 12th. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully I'll have this edited out by Monday, uh, edited by Monday the 14th. Um, so this comes out in two weeks. You know how slack I've been. Um, or how much of a mess the last half of the show is. I may just release the first half. Who knows? If it stops now. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hoping to release tickets in the next week or so. So we'll um, we'll put some details out for everyone. But yeah, it's a it's a two day event. It's in the CBD in Melbourne. For those looking for a, a key difference between Lord of War and Border Wars, one of them is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> one of them is in Albury, New South Wales, Australia, Milky Way Galaxy. The, the other is in, in Melbourne. But another key point of difference is there can, you can expect 100% less Nicolas Cage references at Border Wars. I, I think we're going to prove that wrong because if a few of the dwellers make the trip up, we can insert a few uh, Nick Cage references into uh, really anything you need. Wait, wait so Adam, if those, that's the only other difference, does that mean that Border Wars uh, is allowing com- Compendium? Is, is that what I've just heard you <laughs> admit to? I, I think I've just caught you out here. I got, I got cut off. Because L- Lord of War is not allowing Compendium either. Well, fuck. <laughs> Go back to Tasmania, play your 6th edition <laughs> fantasy, all right, with your mate, where John Howard's still the Prime Minister, and you can you can play your Tomb Kings all you want. Come back in six years when they release Age of Sigma. <laughs> For the love of God as well, um, Randy, please put your snakes on like 30 or 40 mil bases. For There's the no basing God. chart. How many times do I yeah, have to four, say there's no basing chart? Like 50 by 100 mil. Yeah, but I'm... I'm, I'm yes. I'm <laughs> a, unlike Sam, I actually am a narrative gamer and I just think they look better. <laughs> oh, snap. No, Sam's got plenty of fluff. Would you like to read, uh, read us some? Hold off. My fluff's coming later this episode. But can I say, Randy is so looking forward to SAGT where instead of being five years behind, he's going to be five years ahead. <laughs> uh, ha- have you given up on um, competitive gaming? Based on today's event, you're just like, it's not possible anymore. <laughs> I may as well do narrative <laughs> games. Win one game of AOS and you just start shooting down everyone. Well, is Adam um, experience rubbing off on you? He He's basically one game con. That was it. <laughs> it's like a small Sam Morgan intervention at this point in time. <laughs> I think we're going to have an Ollie Price Reeve intervention in a minute. The thing is, you're only as good as your last game and uh, Ollie's a winner and Sam is not. So <laughs> history is written by the victor. Uh, so, uh, other sweet things about Lord of War? Uh, yeah, so the, the venue's in the city. It's it is a great venue. It's a great venue. It's right in the, basically in the middle of town. Super accessible for public transport. Super accessible for, like, hotels and all that kind of stuff. So, we're strongly encouraging interstate people to come down. Uh, I'm going to talk to some hotels and try and get a uh, some deals, a la Ben Curry from Bad Dice. Who ben sp- Curry's coming? No, he's not, but he spammed their uh, attendees with about a billion um, things of hotels. Get this hotel, get that hotel. and I thought I must have signed up. I had that many yes, notifications. It's like, oh, shit, I must have bought a ticket and not realised. I had bought a ticket to the one a few years ago and I thought, am I still on their mailing list or something? It was, just I, re- it was relentless. I think the Gronks have got a good line on a sweet hostel with karaoke on the uh, in the evening and like they'll serve you four pints and 15 shots for you to drink by yourself. Yeah, $5 basics that you can order three at a time. <laughs> There's literally a hotel across the road. So Nick and I went and did a little recon mission recently. Um, there is a fantastic underground bar with board games, which I think is open pretty late. Uh, we've got full run at the the gaming space, which is massive. Like, I think realistically we could 
expand the numbers if we wanted to, but I, I sort of like the idea of having 64 players. And I also like the idea of having 64 players in a six-round event because that gives you a, a real winner. Um, unlike some of these other events like Masters, where it's it doesn't actually give you a, a you know a, a proper winner at the end of the five rounds. Uh, another point of difference uh, between uh, Lord of War and Border Wars. Uh, if you come to Border Wars, you can stay at the lovely one and a half star Lavington <laughs> Holiday Park, where you can get a semi-powered site uh, where you can pitch a tent and I'm getting uh, a stay there. Just thinking about it. Oh well, <laughs> tell you what, you. Um, just make sure you've got a lock on your tent. You'll be fine. Um, now, there's plenty of affordable accommodation. And the, the Lavington uh, Caravan and Holiday Park, and I think the holidays in inverted commas, <laughs> because <laughs> the, the only people that are going on holidays at that, at that park are those that have just gotten out of um, Long Bay. Um, Really oh. selling it. Okay, please go on. Is that Long Bay or Guantanamo Bay? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's convincing me to go to one tournament. I'm not sure which one. Uh, Sam, you mentioned the bar, and we have actually organised the bar, which is downstairs on the venue. It's a, a board games and kind of gaming-themed bar, um, which has an amazing beer selection. We've actually organised that to have a little kind of Saturday after party. So we've reserved the bar for Saturday night. So we, we've got the upstairs gaming area. So we're going to be gaming up there all day. Upstairs gaming area is licensed. So you just ha you have to pop downstairs to grab your uh, your beers, but it's not it's not super far. Uh, they've got um, some uh, screens set up downstairs, so you can play some Mario Kart or maybe some Smash. Yes. Smash. Nick Gentili's not here, so we're volunteering him. He's going to be the drinks bitch for the weekend. If you want yes. anything, click your fingers and look at him with disdain. Uh, he'll then run off and, and do your errand for you. And we'll just tell him he's working the room, right? And it'll, be, it'll, it'll work out. <laughs> if, if you don't like stairs, border walls, no stairs. <laughs> No, actually, th there is actually a lift at uh, at the venue. Don't die in lifts. Yeah. Careful. Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've got the downstairs bar for a bit of an after party on a Saturday night, uh, and then we might kick on and uh, get our karaoke on later on. So it's going to be a cracking weekend. It's an awesome venue. We went and uh, checked it out. So, yeah, we're... Um, we're going to have a pretty simple player pack. We haven't worked out the, the full details at the moment, but we... Um, we're going to keep the, the gaming side simple. I think we're, we're not going to do too much realm rules-wise. We'll probably just have your, your realm artifacts and not go too deep on the realms. But what we really want to focus on all weekend is not just the, the gaming side, but also the, the hobby and the painting and, and, the, um, and the sports side. So we're going to have lots of prizes being given out throughout the weekend um, and at the end for, um, for those kind of things. Yeah, something I've always been a real fan of, and I, I think that uh, SmorganCon is uh, not living up to this, uh, this desire of mine, is to uh, to try and uh, push the prizes in uh, directions away from like first, second, and third overall, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see the return of things like best army for a first time tournament player and third for player's choice and those kind of things uh, coming back. Little do you know. Full stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so by casting shade, I'm ruling myself out of whatever Sam has cooked up for tomorrow. So for tomorrow, two of the things that I'm very much looking forward to awarding the 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 first of those is Toblerones. Who doesn't want to win a Toblerone at a tournament? Fuck, I just started a diet. Mm -hmm. Motherfucker. Mm -hmm. They're Smorgancom branded as well. The second is that there's an award for the person that's traversed the greatest body of water. And aren't we so lucky to have Randy, who's made it all the way from Tasmania? Bass Strait is huge. Bass Strait. Oh, massive piece of water. Christian Ware's come from Chicago. Chicago. 
Didn't didn't Adam cross the the Aubrey-Rodonga River? <laughs> it's, it's called the Murray it's River. The Murray. You imbecile! <laughs> <laughs> it's the largest river in this country. You have not the fact that you've the called it the Aubrey-Rodonga River really makes me concerned. That really is just more of a comment on teachers in this country well, than Lockie's, anything else. Lockie's a politics major, and it's like one of the biggest political issues of our time, what to do with the basin. Yeah, it's pretty fucked, eh? <laughs> Sharp insight well, well said, Lockie. The well said. The, the Albury-Wodonga Basin. You're not unwrong. <laughs> Highbrow dwellers content right there. But you are unright. <laughs> I try my best. <laughs> you kale-eating, city-living fucking hipster. Yeah, I don't know about the regions. I'm sorry for anyone who didn't hear that, but Lockie's microphone was not at any point in that last comment near his face. He's having some wrist difficulties, I think. It's all in the wrist. Guys, he is the newest member, regular member of the podcast. We'll cut him some slack. He'll figure out how to hold a microphone eventually. No, it goes the other way. If you're new, you get the most shit. Right, Ollie? Surely not. Oh, well, you have a you have a regional disadvantage, Randy. Yeah, but oh, you're from Sydney, like, jeez. Well, it's, it's the capital of Australia, right? Randy, you'll cop a hope of shit in about seven years' time. <laughs> when so it, when it gets there by like snail mail, six rounds, CBD location, uh, light touch pack, using those brilliant streamlined AOS two rules. Lunch so included both days. You don't, you don't need to add any fat. You don't need to, you know, people talk about bloating gaming. We're cutting the bloat out for you. Svelte gaming, thin gaming, like lovely Lockie's bases. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> a little bit of thin loving. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was the most awkward thing I've ever seen said in a room with eight men in it. The, the bases are even the rings. So before we get too much more distracted, I think I'll just um, ask Nick, because I, I overheard us talking in the break, but did you say that you were doing something extra special with uh, like letting people that aren't at the event seeing what's happening at Lord of War? Well, yes, we, we, we may be. We are, yeah, we will be. We are, we've been looking into streaming the event because the Herald's guys did an amazing job of streaming the, uh, the Age of Sigma Masters in Australia. Um, they were helped out by um, Magro, the coach who we discussed earlier. And they, you know, from a basically, I think they had a f- basically one month lead up. They just went, fuck it, we're going to do this. And Travis just ran with it. And it was it was sweet. And we want to get in on that because basically we, d- we don't have any original ideas here at The Dwellers. We're just taking other people's ideas and running with them. So we're copying not only Travis's tournament, but we're Travi- uh, copying his streaming as well. Travis's tournament? Right. Yes, Travis's tournament, Border War, that he is running. <laughs> My favourite part about the Masters coverage, though. Oh, oh, here we go. No, no. Do so I they need to run the gossip mod Katie <laughs> intro here. No, or? it's actually like this is really wholesome. So they know they cut away and they do like some like live coverage of the tables and stuff. I think it was like five minutes behind or whatever. They had to put on a USB or whatever, but like you didn't actually notice that as mm-hmm. when when you're watching the stream, and it got a real sense of like all the dudes um, and like. Yeah, you're actually there um, for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I'd love to do something like that if, if it's possible. But yeah. So, friend of the show, CAS, uh, Brad is about to set up a rig to record some gaming. So, hopefully, we're able to um, come to some sort of arrangement with Brad and, and, and lean on him for both his technology and hardware, but also his expertise and dulcet tones and 
and get him sort of podcasting again with us. And the good thing is we've got a bit of a lead up because we're, you know, the event's not till June. So we might actually try and uh, stream some just random one-off games and do a, you know, practice our commentary and stuff like that. The, the, the challenge I throw over to you guys is that uh, if you're doing some streaming content, uh, I think this is another opportunity for you to continue to push the Nicolas Cage brand on behalf of Nicolas Cage. Yes, but we can't promise that that stream will make it as far as Tasmania. I'm not sure if the infrastructure is in place well, yet. Well, uh, like you guys keep telling me, we'll we'll catch up in a few years, right? Yeah, like do you have NBN yet? I was going to say, can the, do the cables actually go under the water? Or? Yeah, I thought they were broken. No, so the pigeons just there, have to fly really fast. Of, there's a series of pigeons, right? Um, and they, they leave Melbourne and eventually they, they reach central Tasmania and then we have to slowly parcel them out between the different areas of the state. That's why, uh, that's why we're so far behind. So. All right, so... Ollie's chomping at the bit a little bit. He's he's pretty keen. He hasn't said anything in a little while. Ollie, talk to me about combat gauges. Combat gauges. So at this point in time, I have collected three combat gauges: one blue, one red, one green. You must be drowning in money. I'm dr- like, ev- never before since my game today have I ever appreciated appreciated the combat gauge so much. Retreating out of combat, three inches, not a lot of space. It looks like we're running about eight combat gauges today. Was that right, Sam? I've cast the game out of my mind and my memory. (laughs) (laughs) But perhaps let me fill you in, Sam. I'm looking forward to the the PTSD in about seven years when I'm driving home and I just start crying. But (laughs) I'm strongly appreciating the combat swag, the the combat gauge swag that I've received at tournaments recently. I was looking at them and like, perhaps dwellers might have something like this. It's It's a little good memento to have from a tournament. What that reminds her that you went to it. What an excellent non-manufactured segue. I know, right? We what, what colour could such an implement be, though? Th- could it be blue? Could it be red? Could it be green? We have to have foxes on our gauges. Fox gauges. Fox gauges. M- my vote is still for one with uh, John Travolta's face on one side <laughs> and Nicolas it Cage it on the <laughs> other. I can get behind this. We are aiming to have a whole fuckload of swag for people that come down for Lord of War. We're going to have combat gauges. We've got a few sponsors lined up already, so we're going to aim for sort of measuring sticks, combat gauges. Everyone's going to get a goodie bag with a whole bunch of stuff in it that they can take home. So it's not just, you know, turn up at the weekend, leave empty-handed for most people. We're going to have a pretty flat prize pool. We're going to bring back the Kakwa Award for the most medium player across the entire weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. We want people to walk away having a good time, no matter where you finish at Lord of War. So we're going to have our 64, probably 64 players. Maybe we'll, we might stretch it. Just depends on, on what the um, what the initial you know, sales of the, the um, tickets are like, if people are keen and really want us to add more tickets. If we've got a huge waiting list or something, we'll, we'll look into it. But, um, yeah, we want everyone to walk away having not only an awesome weekend, but a few kind of mementos to, to take home with them. Can I just get on my high horse? I'm going to anyway. Have yeah. you ever not? Do you want to get off it occasionally, maybe? <laughs> Tournaments are for the many, not for the few. So, prize, <laughs> prize distribution should be, should be equitable. It's not about fucking who came first, second or third. Unless it's CanCon, in which case, well done, Adam. <laughs> I'm sorry they gave me two trophies. <laughs> apparently was an oversight, but they still sit on my mantelpiece at home. And to Lockie's earlier point... Let's roam the room, and when we stream, let's not just stream Table 1. Let's stream cool matchups, or let's stream people we know, because then we can be real assholes and not worry about their feelings getting hurt. Like, there's a lot of opportunity here. Or stream the prettiest armies. Oh, yeah. No, well, actually, I think that's a bad call. They don't, 
that doesn't translate well from overhead. Th- that you're, you're anticipating like one fixed overhead camera. Oh wow! The, the stuff that Nick has promised us, it's going to be some fucking <laughs> Hollywood <laughs> shit. Because well, uh, your technical knowledge is so fucking advanced. Because, because it's if, not. If, the if I dream it, it can happen. Did you say because it's a Marxist event? No, right. <laughs> For everyone. <laughs> I said because it's not the Marxist event, you don't have to te- necessarily stream the top table, although we could, but it'd still need to, like, you'd have to think about it and be like, oh, this is going to be a good matchup. Like, you don't want it to be a whitewash. You don't mm-hmm. want to be over in 30 minutes because they run 20 eels at you, or 21 mm-hmm. eels at you. Um, so, I mean, like, I think if you're running seven section. units of eels, you could probably just run one unit under strength and still win. <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's not the point, though. Talk, talking crap for a little bit of no the no no. The no, no, no. Stream. no no what you want is you want um, other people to finish quite early and then you want th- them to come and have cameos on the stream and commentate the game that goes for two and a half hours uh, unfortunately though so sometimes you just you, you just don't know how the game is going to pan out so for example you might have Australia's best daughters of Kane player playing against uh, someone like Ollie and and you would expect the game to be over pretty quickly for the the daughters of Kane player but uh, but sometimes things don't go as planned and y- you get about 30 minutes of uh, evocators trying to work out if they can retreat from combat just to be clear I played a flawless game my dice were hot no, but on, Ollie is like some fucking wargaming god. Just savant. It, it was just um, the, the priority role, wasn't it? That, that, that phase is the most important. <laughs> he double turned me and I lost. <laughs> that, Im- that, that phase is the most important phase in AOS. It's, it's all about the power stance, Sam. Come on, let's be real here. You've even got the shorts on and you didn't win. <laughs> they pulled up pretty, pretty high. I can see the, the non-tan section of your legs, which is the entirety of them. You need to get some sun, bro. Nah, cool. So, we've talked about swag and we've got a few sponsors on board already that have very kindly uh, said they're going to help us out with this uh, kind of stuff. And talking about the stream and what we want to put on this, the stream, we might do a, a bit of a mix. You know, we might have, you know, table one and the last round will be on the stream. But yeah. as you say, I think we're going to look for, for nice armies that we can show on the stream and maybe Chris will work out a solution to have more than one overhead camera. With his deep technical, I'll delegate knowledge, um, but yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna pick interesting matchups. We're gonna try and, and have good games on the stream and kind of have a variety. So we might have some, you know, just games from all over the place, different people and and that kind of stuff. So we've got some sponsors, and I'm gonna shout out to a few of them that we've locked in already, who've been really awesome and, and said they're gonna help us out. So Dark Fantastic Mills over in the UK have offered us a, a table of terrain. So we're going to do, do up a feature table. Uh, we're going to paint it up. We're going to make it look really hot because their terrain is awesome. Um, and so we might use that on the stream um, for at least a couple of the rounds um, because we want to have we want to display the nicer elements, we want the nicer models, the nicer terrain. So we're going to have a feature table from, from those guys, uh, which I suspect we might raffle off at the end of the event, which is something we did at our last Dwellers event. So we're going to have a raffle. We're going to we'll, we'll chuck some things in there, and this raffle will be in part to support the podcast because we we are a um, we don't take any donations on Patreon or anything like that. Um, but also, um, what we'll be doing throughout the weekend is giving out raffle tickets if we see something cool happen. If you do some absolutely baller move, you know what? You the table Sam in two turns. Yeah, exactly. You get a raffle ticket if you beat reigning CanCon champion two times, Adam Burt. We'll give you a raffle ticket. I'll 
buy you a raffle ticket if you beat me. <laughs> Them's fighting words. We'll sell 50 of them to Mitch again. And he won't win anything. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna have a, we'll, we'll have a raffle at the end because everyone last time got really got around the raffle and they really enjoyed it. It was uh, it was a good way to finish the event. So we're gonna have a raffle um, with probably the Dark Fantastic table as the the number one prize. Um, Module R from Sydney have um, offered to support us, so they're going to be hooking us up with some gaming aids, possibly some some objective tokens and stuff. Basically, we just want to fill the the swag bags that everyone gets to take home. And um, sick movement trays from those guys. If you're in Australia and don't want your movement trays caught in customs because of the threat of foreign woodworm, uh, yeah, like super quick, uh, uh, yeah, super quick service and really good prices. And they are running a CanCon special at the moment, I believe. Unshout out to the Australian customs for yeah, to protect us from games. foreign like pests. They sent they sent us the dwellers a, a like a care package that just never arrived because presumably there were some movement trays in it and uh, customs got a hold of it and yeah and we have been loving having the trays for just speeding up the first couple turns of our games and and getting through it because some of us are playing stupid horde armies with models that fall over all the time and it's a pain. Last but not least, Miniature Scenery, which are a local Victorian kind of scenery company. They do a lot of kind of MDF um, wooden scenery. They've provided some awesome tokens for uh, Bendigo Bush Bash Bonanza that we went to. So they gave yeah, gave about like nine inch sticks and stuff like that. So they're on board as well. So yeah, we've got a few sponsors. We're hoping to line some more people up. And basically we're just trying to, um, you know, support them and support the players that are going to be at Lord of War. Everyone coming to Lord of War can have a six-inch stick as well. I just ordered some. They're the best. Objective sticks are awesome. Good call. All right, we might cut another break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk CanCon lists. So CanCon, it's just around the corner. We're uh, we're down here at Morgan Con, we're and we're back, and we're back, back at it, back, <laughs> back, back, back at it, back. We're playing at Morgan Con. We're testing out our lists. We're going to go around the table. We're just going to talk about what we're running for CanCon because this will come out after list submission. So all your secrets are safe, boys. Um, mine's not particularly secret. I'm running fifty Grimgas, Nagash, and two characters, and ten dogs, and ten uh, Grimgas. Oh, not Grimgas. What are they called? Chain rasps. Chain rasps. And that's my army. Turns out it's a net list and it's pretty good and no one really needs to hear about it. So that's me. Well, I did notice that you did change your list. So it was 60 Reapers at one point, wasn't it? It was 60 Reapers. I dropped 60 Reapers and a Prismatic Palisade uh, for a Vampire Lord on foot because his command ability is pretty good. He adds a bit of healing and he's another character in those character-based scenarios that there are a few of at CanCon. So it's quite an innovative list then. Look, I took a net list and I changed it slightly, which makes it 100% original. That is known. Speaking of changing net lists, 
I allied in some black guard into my army, and suddenly I'm an innovator. I recently heard someone say something about that on a YouTube show. Really? That uh, Sam Morgan maybe might have said. I want to hear some more awkward bants about your thin rims. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, we're not going to go back there. The black guard are on fairly thin bases. There's not really a lot of this substance to them. Thin guys, come on. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, so it's, a, it's a pretty it, narrow reference. It's falling pretty flat. <laughs> yeah, we should turn down the volume and move on. Yeah, probably. No, so I've got a couple of cauldrons, some witch elves, you know. They're all standard Which stuff. Witch elves? The, the witch elves, actually. But in your army, they're not the height of filth. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you set a pretty low bar there. It's a very slender army, the witch elf army. No. No? <laughs> that just didn't work. They at least worked theirs into their sentences properly. You yeah, that joke fell pretty flat. <laughs> I've, I've used it, but I'll pay it a second time. <laughs> it's always better the second time. <laughs> they look de- good in the dead pile. <laughs> <laughs> Burn, Ollie. What do you got, mate? Well, considering the night, talk about your list. Lockie's got secret tech. Yeah, Lockie, Lock- what's in your list? You said like mixed order. Well, actually, I do have the doppelganger cloak. Oh no, what is he? He's taking the doppelganger cloak. Didn't he get nerfed? What an idiot he is. Actually, it's still really good. And if you don't think it's really good, then you're probably wrong. And I'm going to prove you wrong. Are you running an assassin in your list? I am. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think you either need Sisters of Slaughter or an assassin, so you've got stuff that can affect activations to make it good. Correct. And typically as well, it's also um, just insurance policy that someone doesn't charge a Keeper of the Secrets 30 inches across the board, turn one, and go, oh, I'm going to kill you, Slaughter Queen, lol. Um, you can't do that against my list because I've got the doppelganger clerk. Sorry, Joel. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, double cauldron is interesting. Uh, yeah. How's so that gone for you in practice games? Um, well, the one game didn't go so well. Ten evocators killed my entire army because they're obviously a fair and balanced list. Just like, what, Daughters of Cain? No. <laughs> what? Daughters of Cain are fair and balanced? Is that what you're saying? No, evocators. It's hard to balance them on thin bases. <laughs> <laughs> no, you super glue, bro. Super glue works way better than plastic glue. Um, facts. On metal, sure. <laughs> Adam's looking at us like, oh my god, another in joke. Um, yeah. Why do you have any more questions for me? You're gonna harass me anymore? You didn't ask Nick any questions. I really like your list. I think it's awesome, and I hope you do really well. I'm, I'm genuinely. I'm only there for fun. You. I'm not gonna. I'm not playing very that, hardly. That's the know. first line of defense. <laughs> Rocks up with a daughters of Cain list. I'm only here for fun. I am. Like I don't care if I win or lose. I probably win on, a couple. Only of games. my fun, not my opponent's fun. Just mine. So you're telling me you also have ten evocators in your list, like Lockie, or you lost to ten evocators, right? No, I lost to ten evocators. Sam. Th- because I, I know that some uh, unprincipled types are allying in 10 evocators into their uh, Ideneth Deepkin armies, Joe. Oh, here we go. Yeah, you're no fox fucker. Sorry, go on. No, well, Sam beat me with 10 evocators and that's yeah. all they needed. Yeah. Killed my entire army <laughs> in one turn. <laughs> one you, know. you know what beats 10 evocators? It's 20 evocators. Ollie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, bro, it's me. So, so for CanCon, considering that the Nighthorn book came out six months ago, I'm likely to be the only Nighthorn player and everybody else is playing Legions and Agash, like Cohen. But <laughs> Can confirm was on Nighthorn, switched to Legions. Yeah, Even I know it's better, but I refuse Nagash to buy any more good. models. So 
I, I had an interesting revelation in the car today. You know, eight hours from Sydney to Melbourne. A lot to talk about. Eight hours? Kakwa, slow down, man. Something like that. Eight, nine hours from Wollongong. So I think not from Sydney. I had to do the first bit of driving. Um, I learned that you cannot ally in a mortise engine into your knife horn army. I may have run that at a Kakwa event at Desp- some point. Despite the fact that you can get one in the Nighthaunt uh, start collecting mm. box. And it's got Spirit Host, Hexface, which are both Nighthorn units. Nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Definitely wasn't aware of that, but that's okay. Um, I also didn't take a character down that I needed to for this tournament. So I was like, you know, 300 points under. So <laughs> for today's game, I ran a, uh, a lovely black coach as well as the rest of my army. You know, 20 blade guys, 20 uh, green boss, 60 chain rasps. Uh, Guardian of Souls, Night of Shroud, Reichnor for fun, and a night, uh, uh, Spirit Torment. And I don't know if that's a net list or I'm a good player, but apparently it works. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have Ollie on the on the show way more than this. He's the only one who can actually beat Sam. <laughs> hey, hey, he's not the only one who can beat Sam. Okay, maybe I just can't beat Sam. Yeah. <laughs> but how about that? They were like a 20 Sam and lose three models. T- to be fair, I, I did also 20 Sam the other day with 10 Evocators. It was great. So. Uh, that's my list for Camcon at this point in time. However, my um, Mortis Black Coach is on the wrong size base. <laughs> so I might need to make an adjustment for uh, that. I, I know, I know someone who it. has a Black Coach with an awful lot of likes who might be able to lend oh, you like one. What, what was that? 200 likes, I believe? Someone Coming out of a realm game? Someone's going to retweet it again and it's just going to keep popping away. Perhaps we can talk about this after the podcast. But that's my list at this point in time. It is subject to change at this point in time, you know, with two weeks out. Uh, Over to you, Randy. Going around the table is Sam Morgan. What army are you using? I'm doing my army themed around Xandri. What's a Xandri? Is that some kind of desert non-compendium army? A trading port on the border of Araby and Kemri in the old world. Does that trade in the city of the Evocators? Just as Archaeon destroys the world that was, someone in Xandri wishes the city to be saved and the whole city just unappears. Is that <laughs> that is wasn't that in there? I ad libbed that bit. Is that someone new into oblivion? Fast forward to present day in the mortal realms, and the city is floating through nothingness, shrouded from sight, till the necroquake knocks the magic out of equilibrium, and Xandria is revealed. So basically, my army is this trading port. We've just plummeted into the mortal realms. We've hit. You're right there, Randy. <laughs> When you trade things from the city of to the city of the Evocators mm-hmm. from Zandri, mm-hmm. are they flat packed? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I have a serious fluff question. Mm-hmm. If it's a trading port and it was floating in the nothingness for mm-hmm. a while, mm-hmm. who were they trading with? No, so this is the this is part of my fluff. I'm glad you got. Well, this is why I'm that. asking. Yeah, so there's the the people there are forced into this uneasy alliance. So you have your your little your little goblins. You've got your skinks. You've got your phoenixes. You've got your your harpies, heart renders, and they they just sort of their arm is twisted. You know they they have to work together. To, they have to coexist to survive. How, how does an entire city survive in an environment of nothingness? Yeah, this is an excellent question, and what you've forgotten, as many people forget, is we're playing high fantasy, Adam. <laughs> This isn't like that other high fantasy world, the old world, Adam. Uh, I, th- I think to what Sam is trying to say is m- magic, bro. It's it's magic. A wizard did it. So I've, I've worked on my fluff a bit. I'm really happy with it. I've got this concept in my mind that I want to sort of crystallize over the course of the year. Um, they're Arabs, which is important to me. They're Arab Arabies, which is important to me. There's goblins that are dressed up as Arcanauts and Endron riggers. 
Um, there's little Arab bros with bows, and they get a vanguard move, which is really important. There's Dijin, which are moonlighting as evocators. Unfortunately, there wasn't really a better analog for them because obviously I wanted a magic caster that could also fight, and really evocators were the only ones that fit, so that was disappointing. How and convenient. And then, and then, so basically, for those of you who aren't aware of the, the old world and the fluff of the end times, Teclas fucked up bad. Teclas fucked up bad. So the people in Xandri, they hold a grudge. They hate Teclas, as do the Ideneth Deepkin. So they've come to a little bit of a deal, and some, some, some pretty leopard eels have made their way into the, the Xandri stables, and, and oh boy, have they been helpful. So basically, for me, it was in the first instance, you know, what's important from a narrative perspective and then from a gaming perspective, whatever. It's amazing how, like, this mismatch of all of the best order units in the game, which obviously you haven't paid attention to because it's fluff-based, have managed to kind of get together and live in this city in the middle of nowhere and, and you know, do it harmoniously. It's, it blows my mind that you could actually come up with this fluff. I'm just surprised you haven't allied two phoenixes in, to be honest. Well... You've just you've just hit my list, so let's let's talk about it. Xandri is is running as Tempest Eye because obviously Xandri's flying through the sky, Tempest Eye's up in the sky. What's a Tempest Eye? <laughs> Tempest Eye is a um, little free city that came out of the the book that they, they no longer sell in, in any capacity but is allowed at events called Firestorm. Definitely not an oversight. For those Tem of us who only restarted our podcasts in June, mm -hmm. like, what does all of this mean? Tempest Eye means plus two movement in the first turn, or plus four if you have the fly keyword or fly ability, and it means plus one armor save for the first turn. So turn is obviously, um, uh, battle round rather, is two player turns. Um, so that's that's okay. And then obviously because they're mixed order, they get reroll fail battle shock as well, or reroll battle shock. So it's, it's almost, so you're playing modern day compendium? No, I'm. I'm so it's not available much. anymore. I'm playing the free city of Zandri. Can't get it anymore. Akbar. Whoa. <laughs> so so, ba so basically, you've taken a rule that most of your opponents won't have access to or even know exists, and designed an army around that that involves a bunch of fast-moving, aggressive mm -hmm. units that mm -hmm. become faster and more durable mm -hmm. uh, for your first-turn alpha strikes. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to 20 people with rules they've never heard of for a good play experience for all. My well, I when I played you, let's be honest, turn two I asked, oh, yeah, cool, yeah, Evocator's got a four-up armor save. It was like, no, they've got a three-up. Oh, it was obviously turn, turn one. But, um, yeah, you didn't tell me. So I'm sure you'll do that at CanCon. Do you know how hard Cousins just worked on that segue into Randy's army that you ruined? Segue into Randy's army? <laughs> Randy's got an army? So I'm really looking forward to playing <laughs> the mixed order. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'd also, I'd love, I'd love to hear about liberated skinks and I'd love to hear about Adam's army. Stop pointing. Someone talk. <laughs> All right. Okay. So um, I'll, I'll go. So basically, I'm taking um, Tomb Kings. Not a real army. Next. <laughs> so uh, I'll be I'll be running uh, Stormcast. Uh, I'm running a Celestin on foot, a Castellant with uh, Warding Lantern, uh, Lantern of the Tempest, uh, two Relictors, um, uh, a Allied Wizard, a Heraldor. Three units of five liberators, 
a unit of five judicators, two units of fulminators, two units of tip. Oh, no, that was the list I won CanCon with last yes, week. Yes, I was... Sorry. That's, I was, sorry. I was sorry. <laughs> My mistake. So what list are you going to win CanCon with this year? This year, it's um, still Stormcast. Uh, Lord Arcanum on a Griff Charger, double in Cantor, uh, Teleport Banner, 25 Sequitors, 20 Evocators... No, 15 evocators. 15. Is your army from the city of the evocators? No. Uh, And 20 skinks. So it's from the city of the sequitors. (laughs) Is it one one unit of 25 sequitors? No, that's impossible. Oh, is it? No, max 20. So it's it's two units of 10, a unit of five. Okay, that's still pretty good. Is the city of the sequitors just like down the road? It is. The city of the evocators? It is the sister city. Do you also trade with the trading port of Zandri? No, we we have blacklisted them after seeing how they perform today. (laughs) And we're more than happy to trade with the city of the Nighthaunt. Which, funnily enough, also now includes the city of Zandri because they well and truly took it over. Uh, yes, yeah, so, so uh, th- this is a Stormcast list. Is it uh, just generic Stormcast? Or? Yeah, it's. Uh, I was tossing up whether to create a... Because I've been running just a, a staunch host, so a, a non-Storm host aligned. Um, and I was looking at either running Celestial Vindicators or Anvils. At the moment, I'm still sitting with um, Anvils, but I'm... I've got the models. It would be an easy swap to make it uh, with a few couple of ins and outs to make it a Celestial Vindicators list that I'd be happy to take as well. So what is the attraction to uh, Anvils rather than Celestial or like the old Staunch Defender list? Are they now quite uh, unappealing to you? Um, Well, I ran the Staunch host at RCGT, which went undefeated there. And then I ran Staunch at Masters as well. so I was happy to try something a little bit different. It's a very, it's a more static list. Um, the list, a Celestial Vindicators list would be much more, um, much more aggressive. Um, you know, it, units charging across the table, um, fighting multiple combats, you know, turn one, turn two, to, to really take out most of the army, most of the enemy army um, early game. Whereas an Anvil's list is... Um, a l- bit more battle shock resilient, uh, a bit more, um, I suppose, refined in terms of how it can debuff battle shock a little bit more. So it changes some of the spells that I take, um, and with the ability to activate in the hero phase, it's just broken as fuck with invocators. So, uh, what do you think an opponent would need to do to take apart your apart your army uh, <laughs> in, say, three places of power? So if I was running, say, a Gavriel Shawheart list in three places of power against my list, what I'd probably do is put Gavriel up in the sky and put everything else on the board and drop Gavriel into my back lines to kill a unit of skinks. Because um, once you take out the skinks, you really break through. So you, you, guarantee you, you save up all your command points. Give Gavriel a 12-inch charge, get him in there, because he's got a really good armor save, and he'll be able to handle those really nasty skink attacks. Um, he'll wipe out the skinks and then just slowly foot slog the rest of your army up the board, and you should win. Yeah, so, so what, what uh, Adam is getting at here, he's seen through my cunning ruse, is that uh, we're playing uh, round one tomorrow, and uh, I, I take that tactical insight there with a, a grain of salt. Uh, 
Yeah, and the the salt, which is what Adam's going to be full of after I table him tomorrow when I charge Gavriel into 20 skinks. Uh, you, you could have done it with a grain of sand and perhaps got that from the city of Zandri, um, <laughs> from out of the desert somewhere. Uh, it's thematic. would be much more thematic. That's true, but Zandri's really the only desert-themed army in uh, in the game, unfortunately. So uh, Unfortu- Unfortunately, there's nothing left of the city at this point in time. <laughs> Chris, you have finished painting your army. It's looking very nice. I suspect it's going to oh, look very you. nice in Adam's dead pile, on your dead pile <laughs> tomorrow. Burn. Yeah, until I roll a five plus and they all come back. What are you running? Um, so my list is, it, it started life as a carbon copy, basically, of Gary Percival's uh, sex bomb list, which was uh, like based around 20 sequitors with a Lord Castellan's. Definitely not called sex bomb. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely what he called it on his podcast. Sex so. bomb, a sex bomb. You are my sex bomb. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can call it whatever you like, Sam. But uh, that—that's what uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself said. So. Uh that's what we're going with. Um, yeah, so, so it's like tw- uh, a Lord Castellan with 20 sequitors and Gavriel Shawhart. Uh, that gives you an anvil that is really hard to shift very quickly, combined with a Knight Vexilor with the Pendant of the Stormbringer that lets you redeploy them uh, at will. Uh, you basically have a way to make Stormcast, which are a pretty immobile army, uh, quite fast between the Gavriel Charges, the Deep Strikes, and the Knight Vexilor Teleports. Uh, from his original list, which was basically that big block of sequitors and then like 20 evocators, uh, I made two changes, one of which I think is clearly correct and I think other people should adopt, and one of which is probably wrong. Uh, The one that I think is clearly correct, rather than running a Lord Arcanum and sequitors as core, just swapping out the Lord Arcanum and one unit of sequitors for three units of five liberators. Uh, just to get more units on the board, more bodies on the board, which is super important for capturing objectives, uh, especially for CanCon, where having the extra wizard isn't as important because we're not playing three places of arcane power. Uh, the change that I think is less good is swapping out 10 evocators for things that aren't evocators. Uh, so in my list, for thematic reasons, because the city of the evocators is really invested in liberating people from the clutches of Sigma the Tyrant and taking back the means of production, I need to include some allies, some units that have been thematically uh, liberated from the machine of capitalism and are starting to uh, you know, take back some control of their lives. Uh, so in my list, that's 10 skinks, uh, oppressed artisans, uh, you know, uh, potters, uh, the, the the seraphon who are relatively bourgeoisie but have still been you know, pushed into making stormholds and that kind of rubbish for Sigma. Uh, five Kinrai Heartrenders, another notable uh, oppressed group in the uh, the high fantasy world of uh, Sigma and uh, a free guild general on Griffin, which also needed to be liberated to join the hammers and sickles of Sigma. Uh, so basically, I swapped uh, yeah uh, ten evocators for uh, Griffin, ten skinks, and five heartrenders. Uh, I I think that's probably not better than ten evocators. But what would be better than ten evocators is six eels and five heartrenders. And I think like most armies that can ally with the like daughters of Cain and uh, I don't know, Thetkin probably should look into that. Like, that kind of speed and hammer ability is super uh, super useful and pretty cheap for the point. So if I had my time again, I'd, b- I'd be painting up some eels like uh, certain filth mongers on the podcast have. 
But uh, Chris, I think you've missed probably the most important and most valuable member of your army. Th that, that's true. I was keeping him as a secret. But uh, when you deploy a Lord Castellant, many people don't know, uh, don't know this fact. But when you deploy a Lord Castellant on the battlefield, you can also deploy a Griffhound. Now, Griffhounds are a noble species. It is true. But a far more vicious and far more noble uh, you know, friend of the Stormcast is the Griff Weasel. And my Griff Weasel sits upon his pedestal atop a pile of dismembered skulls and the decimated, dismembered body of an owl. Owls being the Griff Weasel's notorious enemy. Um, yeah, so, so th this is... Uh, I fucking hate owls. Owls can fuck get owls. fucked. Fuck owls. Yep. Fuck frogs, but fuck owls even yep. more. Toads, owls, garbage animals, weasels are noble beasts, and that is what will be deployed alongside my Lord Castellan when I take to the battlefield tomorrow. Uh, Adam, you've got a very confused look on your face. Does this make any sense to you? You've confused with confused with bemused. <laughs> um, yeah, just listening to Smorgan and uh, Chris's... Uh, backgrounds, or should we say justifications. Um, yeah. I mean, th there is a lot to be said about fluff. I mean, uh, especially Sam's idea of having, like, an army that comes from the desert, basing them, like, like modelling up to reflect that kind of desert aesthetic. Uh, I think that's a really interesting and innovative idea. And I wish more armies uh, in Age of Sigma had some of that kind of background, but unfortunately there aren't any. I love that it's from an ancient city that kind of used to exist and, and then vanished and has now kind of reappeared. I think that's probably the most innovative sort of part. Randy, we haven't talked about your list. Well, I do. Uh, um, <laughs> Nick, so, so for those of you that caught the five seconds where I got to say something, um, I'm taking Tomb Kings to KenCon. What? What system are you playing? Uh, well, it's actually Age of Sigmar Loki. Is, is this say, Ninth Age? I was going to say they're running an Eighth Ed event at KenCon again. Is, is this Tasmania Seventh Ed scene still uh, going strong? Well, f funnily enough, I do have uh, an Eighth Edition book. Uh, my rules are in there, um, <laughs> and uh, I think you'll find they're pretty good. Tasmania's so far behind Randy's actually <laughs> running his Tomb Kings is when they're a living society. <laughs> he, yeah, we haven't heard about Nagash, so no spoilers, please. <laughs> he, he's, he's converted the old fifth ed carrion and skeleton chariot models to be alive. Randy, we'll be nice to you. We don't don't make promises on the rest of our behalf. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> All right, um, so look... Uh, I. Uh, my, my one true love has been Toon King since I was playing in 8th, so because they're still technically allowed, um, <laughs> as, a, as a companion army that hasn't been turned into legends and Clint hasn't disallowed them from Cancun... Uh, Adam is shaking his head there. Have you asked him that like they are allowed, or are we just like... <laughs> well, well, at, well, at, well, at this rate, I think uh, someone's taking Bretonians, so <laughs> I better fucking better be allowed to bring them. You get the email <laughs> notification, please resubmit, these war scrolls do not exist. <laughs> that would be rough. Bretonians aren't even allowed in Games Workshops, are they? Yeah. You, you can't get the models, bro, so you can't play the army. No, w what would they tell the children? <sighs> I, I, I don't know. Somebody please think <laughs> of the children. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us more about your list, Randy. Is it as fictitious as Chaos Dwarves? Um, I mean, it depends on what you, how you look at it, but... Uh <laughs> that's a yes. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's a yes. Um, 
But no, it's in all seriousness, what I'm taking to CanCon is some Tomb Kings. So luckily for me, uh, all of our special characters uh, had their names removed. So I get to take fantastic artifacts on them that are totally fair and balanced. <laughs> so I'm taking a uh, Tomb King on Exalted Chariot. Uh, for those of you that were around during 8th, that's uh, your old mate Cetra, and I've given him an ethereal amulet, uh, and he, he does he does things, and it's pretty cool. Um, what, what base size are you running on your Cetra? Um, well, I don't think we'll touch on base sizes. There's no formal chart, so... So it's, discre it's discretionary. 50 by point. 100 mil. Uh, no, I put him on the same base as Nagash, because other than Hand of Dust, he can clearly go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him. Um, so yeah, we've got we've got um, basically Cetra. I've got a, a Lich Priest on horse whose sole function is to throw Righteous Smiting around to do silly compendium shenanigans. How many um, dice you use to cast? How many dice you use to cast Righteous Smiting? Uh, well, I've just found out today it was too lucky. <laughs> oh, I have been trying to cast it with one, so that was my bad. Randy has to go through his whole list because no one else knows what the fuck it does. <laughs> I'm just giving. All right, for for Sam's benefit, uh, I'll, I'll I'll tighten it up a little bit. So there, there's there's nine chariots in three units of three, um, six snakes, which are awesome, and a couple of ushabdi and a couple other chariot, um, couple other units that buff them up. Um, but I guess my main point uh, that I'm taking to Cancun with it is that, as everyone has quite happily been pointing out, no one knows my army does. So. Yeah, well, I could, I, apparently I can just make up rules, and that's okay. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what you were doing against me. There were mortal wounds that were charging 26 inches with fly. None of that seems real. Randy, your army will look awesome in your dead pile. <laughs> <laughs> Burn! <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I've never heard that one before. So, sorry, you're suggesting there's also fluff for this fan fiction? He has written. He's written a whole bunch of his own fluff, haven't you? I, I have. I have. I mean, like whether or not you actually want me to. We don't. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think so. But we didn't want Sam to, and he did it anyway. <laughs> so uh, a lot of people, when they, you know, that once CanCon's finished, almost straight away they start thinking of the next CanCon. What, Randy? Dogs of War. <laughs> Chaos all, all sorts of things. No, in all seriousness, like, look, I know that they're more than likely going to get legended uh, games workshops just being really lazy about it. Um, so my, my lists coming up are going to be a Seraphon list where I can basically do what I do now but with a real army uh, and push, push big dinosaur people. So there's going to be some Dread Saurians and some Carnosaurs that can apparently attack 72 times. Um, it'll, it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think a really, uh, like, the colour scheme you're planning on Edit going that for... that out, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> the colour scheme you're going for on those is... Sorry, this is my desperate attempt to cover that up. But uh, <laughs> clearly Sam wants to double down. Oh, on the on the Seraphon? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, tell me more about their rules so and because stacking. <laughs> well, basically, I'm just going to paint them like... Like, the bases are going to be completely space. The models are going to be like Nebula because they're apparently demons now from space. So I want to run with that. And that will be my, my real army so that people can stop hurting my feelings. How flat will the bases be? <laughs> so flat. Well, yeah, because there's no volume in space. Will they even have bases? <gasps> I mean, there is a basing chart for them, unlike your Tomb Kings. <laughs> it doesn't say how thick a base has to be on the basing chart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna talk. Games Workshop, please. Three-dimensional <laughs> basing charts. <laughs> I am gonna. I'm gonna. We need thicknesses as well as dimensions. 
I'm going to have a chat with my friends over in the UK that all do the play testing. I'm going to get them to change the base sizing chart to say like 50 by 100 by 3. So, so what's happening at the moment is that Lockie's modelling for advantage so that his units can hide from line of sight behind lower walls than anyone else can. That's T- right. Typical Lockie modelling for advantage. All right, so we've gone over all the lists, even the made-up ones. Um, we're probably going to wrap it up soon. The last thing I want to talk about is... And Sam, Sam was doing this on Twitter today, is I want everyone to hook me up with uh, two or three predictions for the weekend. So, Sam, you can start because you've already done the thinking. So, everyone's got a few seconds to think of stuff. I'm just, I'm kind of All right, so springing I'm this on everyone. I'm sitting on a few predictions, but I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll drop one. Top three finishes in no particular order. <laughs> At CanCon. We're going to have somebody from the old boys club. So somebody that played a different system, 6th, 7th or 8th, comes back in a blaze of glory. It might be Charles Black. It might be James Morehouse. It might be Aaron Graham. No, no, I'm including myself as an AOSer. (laughs) We're going to have somebody with Beasts of Chaos. It might be Charles Black. (laughs) It, It might be Joel McGrath. Or it might be the Ruinax, might be Gabe. So I reckon Beasts of Chaos are really, really good. I don't think we've seen the full extent of them on the Australian scene. Um, and then I guess that last that podium matter. place might be the free city of Zandri. So that, that'd be my top three. My prediction is, is that the podium is going to be no one you ex- expect. There's 220 players and that's a lot of rounds to go through and it's going to be very heavily dependent on the draw. That's my prediction. My prediction is that someone is going to fuck up right royally on the Saturday night and a new legend will be written into Age of Sigmar folklore in this country. Is it going to be you at Mooseheads? What's a Smash Bros? (laughs) That's going to be me. Of course, I'm going to win that tournament. Definitely not CanCon. Prediction, I'm not winning. Um, I'll have the most fun. And I guess, are we predicting for CanCon or for tomorrow as well? No, we're predicting for the CanCon weekend. Okay. But um, I think you've predicted that you're going to win the Smash. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, you stole my prediction there. I feel like we're look locked in for a strong Saturday night. Um, perhaps a good Friday night as well. Lockie's not invited. Um, well, it's a beef-only event, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, that, no, but there's no beef in the AOS scene. Of course not, but there will be at this place, so you can't come. Uh, <laughs> No and vegans allowed. Uh, I probably won't be functional on Sunday, and then I've got to drive home. So that's going to be my prediction. I mean, obviously, I, unlike Sam, I'm not going to put myself anywhere in these predictions because no one wants to hear that. Um, but I, I, th- I have to agree, though. I think Beasts of Chaos, they've got some crazy stuff. Zangors are banned. Zangor Enlightened are more banned. So I reckon they're definitely up the top there. Uh, my prediction, uh, firstly, is that, uh, yeah that neither Ollie nor Lockie will win Smash Brothers. Yeah. That's some hard-hitting content there. That, look, I, I, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. I, I think that you're both going to be found out but by someone who's been secretly playing it for longer and who's, with who's much greater dedication than you. this is a two-person tournament at this point. Oh, th- there will be many takers. And I, my, my, my prediction is just that someone will beat you. I don't Let's have to say Let's untalk this segment. <laughs> Let's untalk it. Prediction, but Randy, top five Tomb Kings player. <laughs> oh, big bold no, no prediction. No order, no order. 
Most likely to have their entire army removed from the table for being fake. <laughs> also, Randy. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think that in terms of the overall results, it, it, in a way, like Lockie, I think that it's it's really hard to predict a big field like that because to be in the top three, you have to go undefeated, which means you need a good run. And by the end of the tournament, the good players will have probably had to play against other people on good results. Uh, so picking particular things is something I'm loath to do. I do, however, predict that I will beat uh, Ash McEwen in the first round. I'm going to charge him with some evocators, and I don't think Nighthorn are ready for that number of mortal wounds. I, I'm rolling 20 dice. It might only be on fours, but I'm pretty sure we're hitting high teens there, Ash. Sorry. Uh, and if I play Sam on camera, I'm also going to smash him. That That is not really a prediction so much as guaranteed. Very nice, very nice. So I, my prediction is that Clint will, at some point during the event, realise that maybe 250 people, or however many it is, was too many. And he'll be kind of looking around at what he's gotten himself into and just kind of shit himself. But I suspect it won't matter, because I reckon he's going to run an awesome event. And apart from all of us asking him stupid questions for the entirety of the weekend, it's going to go off without a hitch. Will Clint come to Mooseheads with us? Damn straight Clint will be at Mooseheads. He better. Every TO has to come to Mooseheads. Is, is your prediction that Clint will be at Mooseheads? My prediction is that Clint will be at Mooseheads. Clint's already told me he'll be at Mooseheads. Edit that out, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out. And on that note, we have been the Dwellers Below. This was a much better episode than the last ones that we didn't release and the one before that that we didn't do. It was the, uh, the Rage of Sigmar guys. We've been the Dwellers Below. Don't fail your strength tests. All right, welcome back to another episode of Rage of the Dwellers Below. I'm your assistant junior co-associate host guestie. I don't know what the fuck I am. I'm the father of lilies. Who else is with me today? I'm the nanny from Queens, <laughs> Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> fucking hell. How are you fucking duty? <laughs> um, 59% Daughters of Cain winner. <laughs> Gossip Melch Cakey. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. Welcome back to the Dwellers Below. Uh, yeah! Yeah, since I got my balls cut off, it's been a bit hard, but I thought we'd uh, <laughs> just bring you back in with some of some of my own music back from the band that I was in back in the day, some real hardcore shit. I know, uh, Jacob, you spent a lot of time punching people out on the dance floor. Uh, would you like to tell us about that? Yes, mate. It hasn't been part of a good circle, Pete. Let's be real. Me. Really? You miss out, man. I went to the Living End once. Did you? Yeah. That's They're not hardcore. They now, are bro. pretty hardcore. Yeah, my shoes got really dirty. They're definitely not as hardcore as my band Kiss Chasey, which was really big <laughs> in 2008 to 2010. Funny story. I actually know the drummer from Kiss Chasey. You know, they had a good, they had a good song, actually. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Lucky likes them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, oh, y- your opinions, opinions won't 
yeah, keep you warm at night or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's a good song. Come yeah. On, how, how do you feel about Panic! Exclamation mark at the disco? I love Panic! Exclamation <laughs> <laughs> I chime in like, haven't you people ever heard of? Close it in the goddamn door. <laughs> <laughs> is the bride's groom a whore? Or is it the bride? Um, hang on, oh. I have to think of the song. Yeah, me too. Hang on a sec. Yeah, um, how does it go? This ain't the same. That's a different band. <laughs> no, they're not. Like every band that wears the stupid fringes is the same. Like, let's, let's, yeah, all let, the hardcore bands are the same for me. Like Parkway Drive, Lincoln Park. Mm. Whoa, hang on a minute. <laughs> that's the band. I, I that's used the to, band with Jay Z in it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I used to tutor a guy called Lincoln Park. No, you didn't. I did. That's no, you didn't. Lie, that lie, is entirely wrong. true. No. Yep. <laughs> He, you know, he, he was born in like the late 90s. His parents had clearly been listening to some early Linkin Park when they, when they were doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. P-A-R-K is in Central Park from the town that we're all from. Yeah. Oh, I'm not from there. I'm from Queens. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Sheffield! <laughs> and sorry, didn't you move to like Nebraska or something? Yeah. So now we can't hang out anymore? No. no. Who but that's all right, because we have these Skype dates. That, that keeps me going at night. <laughs> Nebraska is the middle of nowhere. We've got to appro- appropriate their culture. What's our podcast about? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not Warhammer. It's actually a good question. And everyone gives me shit for not listening to it. <laughs> Why would anyone listen to it? <laughs> so, coming up in June. Is it June? No. May. July. Bro. July. It's December. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I try to do your fucking job for you, and this is the really thanks bad. I get. Nick, would you like to give us some fucking structure to this shit? You meant to be the host, man. Like, let's be real. <laughs> this would never have happened under Jabe. <laughs> Bring back Jabe. <laughs> Jabe regime. <laughs> We've discussed this. I'm not the po- the host. I'm the assistant junior co-associate <laughs> host guesty thing. Yeah, so Joe Pagano is the host. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, <laughs> Jacob, would you like to tell me about this tournament that you're hosting in July? Yes, I would actually. It's in June. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from the Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on a rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still lights of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Beverly Hillbillies and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. 
There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry Arm, woman liberationist, and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keyes, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or the Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live.